0: Today we are headed to California to chat with Rebecca Inch-Patrick. Rebecca has a bachelor's degree in management and ethics and has worked as an emergency medical technician. That's great. So Rebecca currently works as a freelance editor, author, and writing instructor. Her latest book escaping dasha is out now so rebecca welcome to the
1: rv oh thanks for having me and thanks for the ride it's nice to meet you
0: yes i'm super excited to talk with you today and first of all i want to say congratulations on your new book
1: 30 years in the making i know (laughs) And becoming a grandma. Yes, a due almost any day now. Uh, May 5th is the due date. I'm really excited. I can't imagine a baby, having a baby,
0: having a grandbaby. And congratulations again. And
1: going to Comic Con. <laughs> it's a funny thing to have on your bucket list, but it's so hard to get in. And we, all members of my family, were on the site trying to get into the waiting room. And we just lucked out the year. This year, I swear I should go to Vegas. I've got two books coming out. the other a grandbaby coming. And I got into Comic-Con. I, I'm just like the luckiest woman in the world right now.
0: I can feel your happiness, Rebecca. <laughs> I think this
1: Comic-Con is its super fun. Oh, I love to people watch, and I dream about seeing my alien races from my Paraxa Star Cluster turned into costumes. So I'll be down at Comic-Con looking at all the different costumes going, okay, I could do the wings like a cyan for that one. And, I, and it's just going to be so fun to imagine the day when people actually dress up as some of my aliens.
0: Yes. So, Rebecca, what inspired you to start writing your book, Escaping the Dasha, at the age of 15. And how did you feel when adults discouraged you from pursuing writing as a career?
1: Well, so first of all, I wrote my first book when I was in uh, third grade. It was basically Bionic Woman meets Captain Kirk. And obviously that never got published but I had had writing as an outlet from a very early age. And when I hit high school, I was, I was an outcast. I I didn't really fit in. I was a science geek girl and I was a Jehovah witness. So I didn't participate in many of the social norms. And so um, being a science fiction fan I imagine what it would be like if the Star Wars universe and the Star Trek universe actually existed and I could go there. And so at first, this was an exercise in creating my own Star Wars-style universe. And then I came up with an alter ego for myself. I'm confessing something here. Twyla is who I wished I could be at 15. She is stubborn. She is strong. She... She is going to stay true to herself despite all the pressure to be somebody else. And so I infused that character with the angst I was feeling as a teen by making her belong to an illegal genetically engineered race. So she was very much an outcast. And then, um, you know, it. It was one of those things that I had hoped to be a, a professional author when I grew up. And people just kept saying, Oh, writing's a nice hobby. Enjoy it. But what are you gonna do for your day job? That's it's just not realistic to make a living as a writer. And so being a good girl like I was, I went and got my EMT certificate. I got a job. I, you know, I went to work, I raised a family. And gave up the dream for a while, and um, I rediscovered that dream when my own son was a teenager, and uh, we discovered that my manuscript that I had, you know, resurrected a few times. It was time to it was time to give it another shot.
0: Well, I'm happy that you never gave up, Rebecca. Never. This this is powerful. Can you tell us? A little bit about escaping the Detsha and, of course, the protagonist, Twyla, a little bit more without spoil. Yeah.
1: So Twyla's been living and hiding on Earth and um, her mother hunts her down, finds her and kidnaps her back to the star cluster they're from. And if that's not bad enough, it turns out her mom, who also belongs to a genetically engineered race that has been banned because of the telepathic power is like one of the reasons why they're banned. She abuses the telepathic power. And so basically people who do that are called dashia. Um, And if you think psychic vampires, <laughs> that's basically what they are. And if that's not bad enough, her mom runs their version of the mob. And she wants Twyla to take her place in the family business being a dashiya And Twyla was raised on Earth by very good people. And she does not want to be a psychic vampire. And so they're butting heads. Um, And so it is the most extreme mother-daughter story you can think of.
0: And was Twyla inspired by someone you know?
1: She was everything I wanted to be. I knew Um, yeah, she she was my alter ego. And I do have to say, rediscovering her, when I started rewriting this book and trying again, I got in touch with my 15-year-old self, and it was really neat to be able to tell that self, you know what? Things really do work out. My life couldn't be better than it is now. And in high school, you think it's all gloom and doom. You think it's the end of the world if you're not popular, you know, heaven forbid you throw up in gym or you're the last one to get picked. And there's all this social anxiety and pressure. And I think kids this day feel it slightly more because social media makes it so relentless. They're just constantly getting bombarded by images of what they're supposed to be. And um, so I'm hoping just like this book was a message to myself that it's okay to be yourself. I'm hoping young women and men who read this will come away standing a little taller and feeling like, you know what? It's okay to be me. And that's that's my hope. I like it.
0: What I feel is like writing for a specific audience such as teen girls while staying through to your artistic vision can be quite challenging and it's important to understand that teenagers can be a very discerning audience and they can oh. quickly pick up on anything that feels inauthentic or forced.
1: And I I think that's where I had an advantage that the first draft of this was actually written when I was at that age, because even though I'm a much better writer now with 30 years of experience, that voice is still Twyla. I have lived with her in my head for 30 years. So it's Twyla speaking because it is written in first person as if Twyla the, the protagonist is the narrator. And so her turn of phrase, her thought process is very different than my own. And it was fun to get reacquainted with her now a little further back where she's looking back at these events. And I'm writing them again with a writer with a few more tools in her belt. I, I, I could not have done this book if one, it hadn't been my experience as a freelance editor. You learn so much by working with other people's writing. But also um, one of the nice things about Auburn, which is where I live in Northern California, is for being a gold mine town in the foothills an hour outside of Sacramento, you would never dream that it has such an incredibly strong writing community. Bull Country Writers is the reason my book got published. And I've just got to give that shout out. Oh, and my husband, who was patient with my my writing for years and years and years. Uh, I got to put that little bit in there. So you
0: had this name in your mind also, Twilight since you were a teenager it was not a name you just pick it up now
1: so i've got a confession to make when i wrote it 15 years ago there weren't sparkling vampires and there was not the twilight series Mm -hmm. so twilight was originally twilight Mm -hmm. and i obviously didn't want any kind of confusion Between that, and I even make a little bit of a joke out of it, because there's several languages in the Praxis star cluster. And so even though she's called Twyla on Earth in English, and in Standard, one of the languages, in Ruslo, it's Twilight. And she says, I'm no sparkling vampire. Because, (laughs) yeah, um, so, yeah, I had to change it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it's beautiful, Twyla. Yeah, it reminds me of Twilight, of course, but it's it's beautiful, this name. And other thing is, what themes or messages do you hope readers take away from this book?
1: Well, so it's funny because that message by that name is actually explicitly put into the book. She has a moment where she's watching a sunrise and she realizes that the sunrise and that new day encapsulated why her father named her Twyla or Twilight Muscle Russell, because in their language, the beginning of a day is also twilight. It's not just the end of a day it's sunrise. And so she realizes his hopes and dreams for her. And that's what led him to ultimately sacrifice himself and send her to earth so that she could get away from her abusive mother. And so, yeah, hope in a new day and a new start is in her name. That's, Mm -hmm. yeah. And are there
0: any particular authors or books that inspired you while writing Escape in the Dust?
1: Yes. Um, So, of course, as a younger person, I had a whole plethora of them, and I was pretty hardcore into reading the media tie-ins for Star Trek. Um, But uh, as an adult with a son in that, that age group, I discovered Tamara Pierce. And Tamara Pierce's world building, yes, it's a single planet, but each nation continent area has got a fully developed civilization. And I loved the way... Toratol was so real. And so that gave me permission to play in my own sandbox. And for each of my 16 races to actually develop their home world, their culture, their language, their history, their uh, religions. And um, so I created a whole encyclopedia of the Paraxis Cluster because I could tell that Tamara Pierce had really known her world. And I just needed different planets instead of different cities, uh continents. And so, yeah, she's one of my my biggest. And Jonathan Flanagan is definitely uh, another one who I just love for young adult. And Rebecca, how do
0: you stay motivated and productive in your writing despite... What are the demands on your time? I know you're also a professional editor. You are doing a lot of things. You are, how can I say, wearing many
1: hats. Oh, I definitely am. So, okay, yes, freelance editing is my day job. That's my bread and butter. That's what feeds my writing habit. But I'm also an author manager for a couple of my clients that needed help once they got a book done. And then I do teach, uh, write that book in 10 week course through the um, Osher Life One Learning uh, program at Sierra College. So one of the things I learned from that is part of being an author is also being your own author manager, because people think you write a book, you get it out there into the the big world, whether you self-publish or traditional publish, and that's it. You're done. And
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office, more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, I'm traditionally published, and I am discovering the professional side of being a published author takes figuring stuff out like appearances like this, but which are fun and fantastic. Um, but it's also forcing yourself to be comfortable telling you know somebody at the line in the grocery store oh yeah, I wrote a book and um, figuring out how the marketing works because these days small press publishers, Medium sized press and even large sized publishers do not have the money and resource to do the promoting for your book. You have to do it yourself. And if you approach that as fun and approach that as exciting and celebrating, then it energizes you. If you feel like it's just another job you have to do, you know, you really turn off your audience. And so this weekend, I am at the LA Times Festival of Books. And I can't wait to be there with Black Chateau at their booth with a book and tell people, yeah, this is my book and it's so fun and I really enjoyed it and I hope you'll like it too. Um, But when it comes to writing, that's my sacred battery recharge time. And so I set aside an hour minimum every single day, to just work on one of my books and actually do some writing because that's what I do this for. That is what feeds my soul because it's a creative outlet that I need. I can't not write. And on those times when I tried to give up writing because I understood that I might not actually be able to make a living at it, my husband eventually would beg me, please just go write for a while. You're getting so stressed out. You're so unhappy. Go write. And I would, I was a a much less stress, happy person when Mm -hmm. I just take that hour and it's cheaper than therapy. You do an hour of writing and you feel better and it's very cathartic. It's very expressive. And you can do horrible things you never do in real life. And you can say all the things you wish you could say. But it's it's pretend. It's make-believe. It's perfectly acceptable on the written page. And so you can have a lot of fun playing in your sandbox. It's like playing God. <laughs> it, it, it is being, you know, one of my business cards says, creator of the paraxis star cluster and it's so funny in creating my races I actually hired an artist to try to illustrate what a cyan would look like and in that she kept asking me all these questions about how the joints articulate and how you know and it made me actually appreciate my faith in a creator more understanding how complicated a sentient being is and then all the different life forms that would be on that planet to make that climate and that world habitable, it, it helped me to feel a, a connection to how special life is. And so, um, yeah, I, I love playing in my sandbox. It's a nice outlet. It
0: is. We'd like to leave a message for our listeners today.
1: Yeah, I think the message I would have is if you've got a creative outlet, whether it's writing, it's art, in any type of form, um, just because your dreams don't come true when you think they should, doesn't mean you should give up that outlet. And when your dream does happen, because if you don't give up, eventually it will, it will be the right time. I would not have been ready for this. 10, 20 years ago. This timing is the biggest blessing of, of it all because it it is right. Everything about it fits and it, it makes it more special that I was ready for this to happen. And so, um, and I think especially teenagers You get so impatient for stuff to happen now 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 and you don't realize all the little bricks you're putting in place that lead to something wonderful if you're just you just keep at it and it's worth it i think that's the biggest thing it's worth it not to give up Um, and my life is a prime example it has never been better and I never thought I would be happier at 53 than I was. Well, no, than I was at 15 because, you know, teenagers aren't a lot happy. That I'm happier at 53 than I was at 23. That's remarkable. Um, and, you know, it, 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 things happen when they're meant to happen. I completely
0: agree with the idea that sometimes our dreams have to wait until the timing is Right. And it's important to trust the process and believe that everything happens for a reason.
1: Yes, and it ends up being that way. I would have never believed that at 23, but I've, I've been shown it now. I've lived it. And that's a different perspective.
0: Yeah, it's great to hear that the timing worked out for you. And now you are able to achieve your dream of being a published author. You're doing so many things. Also, being
1: a grandma is amazing. So... I can't to that baby. The, the reason I ended up loving literature is from the, the time I can remember, my mom always read out loud to us. That was always a thing. And I've got a picture of her reading to one of her grandchildren before she passed. And I just, I want that feeling of a baby cuddled next to me and a book in my hand and reading to the cadence of a Dr. Seuss book, you know, um, and I, I, I've got that fantasy in my head and I know it's going to really happen. That's just amazing. And so my mom's legacy of the love of literature is going to be passed on through me. And you will pass it to your grandbaby,
0: and I'm sure she'll be so happy when you tell her
1: some stories. And
0: Rebecca, where can our listeners find you and, of course, your books?
1: Okay, so my website is uh, ripartridge.com. You can just Google me and say, you know, put in Rebecca Inch Partridge and in my website, will. Uh, show up pretty easily. On social media, it's at R.I. Partridge. uh, Or you can just Google Rebecca Inch Partridge author, Facebook, and I'll show up. For my books, um, I really believe in supporting bookstores. So if you have a local bookstore you like, you can go to any bookstore and order it, and that would help get me into their system. But it also would help support them because I would rather they have that 20 to 30 percent Profit markup. You can always order it through Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com. You know that's still a bookstore. We want to keep it alive. So basically, anywhere books are sold, you can get my book.
0: Do you have other books coming?
1: I do. I do. And while I'm working on book two in the Praxis Cluster Saga, I've got a completely different series coming out. Um, this is a adult paranormal mystery thriller Um, the new term is magic realism where everything else seems perfectly normal but there's a ghost and um, so it's called Abby's Fire and I co-authored it with my aunt who was a closet writer pretty much all her life and when she found out I had gotten into editing and followed my mom's footsteps she let me read a draft of her manuscript and we ended up co-authoring it and perfect to talk about timing it comes out on halloween a paranormal mystery thriller with a ghost and its release date is halloween so uh yeah that'd be that's
0: amazing oh my gosh maybe she can come as well
1: That would be fabulous. Absolutely. Doing a road trip to Iowa when I go visit her. I can drive anywhere, you know, well, Yeah, and then the nice thing with that book is that the small town in Iowa, the fictional small town, is based on Midwest life and small town Iowa, and so it really is Americana, and it really is a slice. So, you know, you come on over to to – um, Hampton, you'll you'll get that feel of exactly what the fictional town Mount Prospect uh, feels like. So sounds like a plan. Yes, can wear the Halloween costume and go there. Perfect. <laughs> <for coffee? laughs> yeah, our launch party is going to be a Halloween party, of course, because it just makes so much sense. It's important to have fun with those things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've seen so many authors at booths at events or even like a a book launch or an author signing at a bookstore, just sitting dour-faced behind the table and not enjoying it. And I just can't understand that. So yeah, I'm throwing a party for my aunt who is 80 years old, has had the dream of having a book published all her life, kept it secret, and now has got her first book coming out. Um, and it's just such an honor to have been a part of that. And it's like reconnecting to my mom, you know, it's, it's my mom's sister. So it it's fun to have gotten to work with her because sometimes you can just see my mom and hear my mom in her actions and her, her phrases. And so it's, it's a really wonderful event. And I do, I do like co-authoring. It's a fun collaborative process.
0: Yeah, I I think it's amazing when you can just write with another person. There are way more ideas to... Mm -hmm. And you know, Rebecca, I always believe that there is no specific age to start pursuing your dreams or trying new things.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of people, they have to put off their dreams until they retire. I was lucky to actually transition into a job that was related to my field as a freelance editor. But like my aunt, she waited until she retired to pick back up her dream. And what people don't realize when you retire those first few years, you're busier than you were when you were working because you're doing all the stuff you didn't do. yeah, it, it's never too late. And it's a matter of just do it, just do it. And I think that is a perfect phrase, even if somebody else does use it for a commercial purpose.
0: Yes. Thank you. It was a nice conversation. And Rebecca, I wish you can come back or that I can go to Iowa to celebrate Halloween with you and your new book. And yes, and come back. Our doors are always open for you.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I sure enjoyed the ride.